0: Love Talk Radio Good evening, ladies and gentlemen It's time for Cinema Savants Are we online? Yes! Your weekly source for movie news said that like it explains why there's a total stranger sitting in the dark In my second favorite chair Movie reviews Oh, yes! I hate this! It is revolting! What? Please. And the occasional Hollywood rumor. Wow, nice suit. Zip it, Stanley! Hosted by Todd Vandenberg. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. If you shoot him, you'll just make him mad. And Rob Steele. I can't speak for the other guys, but I'm mad for the money. I don't care if you go to jail. When someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes! And that's when I shot him, Your Honor. That just seems to be the way this week is going to go. So... Welcome to another episode of Cinema Savant. He's Todd Vandenberg. I am J. Jonah Jameson, because everything is Spider-Man this week, and I feel he's getting left out. Or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Welcome to another episode. Wanted to let you know, at the beginning this time, because I mentioned it at the end of last week's show, of which by then everyone had, you know, gone home, But I'm going to mention at the beginning of this one, we're going to have a bit of a contest thing going on here of the greatest single line in movie history. And we want to know what you think that is. Now, by single greatest line, we mean that it can't be, you know, a a compound line. One character says something and there's a remarkable comeback on the other end. That's two lines. It has to be a single person. Staying a line, and we want it to be something where you say it and immediately know what the movie is. Like, you know, hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepare to die. Everyone would go, oh, Princess Bride. Or Hunt for Red October, I'm not sure which. So <laughs> let us know. <laughs> go to our website, cinemasavants.com, or just you know, send us an email, uh, Savants at coil.us. C-O-Y-L dot U-S because that's that's our email address and let us know what you think the single greatest line in movie history is because I think this could could be interesting
1: I'm just going to contribute my nomination my nominee which is a baby a baby ate my dingo that's my favorite ever that might not be quite right but I'm pretty sure it is
0: that that's it's close enough yes um a baby ate my dingo. It, 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 it might get voted off quickly, but it, 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 I'll put that on the list. <laughs> so anyway, um, big news of the week comes from a movie that that is immediately made a little less sense this week. We've we, We've seen a lot about Spider-Man Homecoming, which opened on Friday, although Wednesday morning it had a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which has confused the crap out of me because it, it didn't come out for another two days. So how did it even lose the six percent? That's a bit worrying, but <laughs> but that's not the point. It came out Friday. It has made tons of money. They they were expecting it to make 85 million dollars uh, over the entire weekend, and through Saturday it's made 125. So uh, they win. They went. Gee, they might be making a sequel. They've already announced (laughs) that. Maybe. um, Yeah, uh, they did announce this week, and I think this is interesting. They have a plan. And I I think this is a a spectacular plan. Um, Marvel announced that they have what they're calling a time scroll, which is a layout of everything that's going to happen through the, through, through the all the Marvel movies which is an idea and I, I love this too, an idea they stole from a guy named Jay Michael Straczynski who did the same thing for a TV show called Babylon 5 which if you've ever watched Babylon 5 it was a, an incredibly laid out, laid out show in that he had the whole five season series scripted Before they started filming the pilot, that is some serious planning, and it all goes together, and if you start watching at the beginning and go, this doesn't make sense, the first episode of the second season had so many things that made you go, oh my God, I get it now, and I wouldn't understand this if I hadn't watched the first season. It was that kind of a detail thing And the fact that Marvel is doing that with their movies I think is great And the Spider-Plan The Spider-Plan spider Spider-Plan Is to the have spider plan. Spider-Man have a five movie arc Which, <clears throat> which started in uh, Civil War Going to Homecoming huh. Which is his second appearance The next two Avengers movies And whatever Homecoming 2 is going to end up being called that is the five-season story – or five uh, five seasons? No, that's Babylon 5. Five-movie story arc <laughs> for Spider-Man.
1: Which would be Which weird because, that, cool. because that's cool, but it would only give Sony two movies. And surely they would want at least a trilogy. But that just means that's as far as the Marvel site has planned, and right. it's a Sony property. So, uh, yeah, there, there was an interesting article complaining about Spider-Man Homecoming – and saying eh, it's just too much of the Marvel formula because it's got bright colors and it f- and it has the arc of an up upward motion upward motion in the first act. And then things get worse in the second and then things get better in the third, which is kind of the dramatic. Every arc movie that ever? Every movie. Builds, yeah. And uh, it's just. The reviewer liked it, said, but it was said it was, you know, it was fine, it was okay, but it was only fine, it was okay, and I'll get to what I thought of it later. I thought it was.
0: No, 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 spoiler. no. No, we're doing Spider-Man at the beginning of the show.
1: Well, okay, so I'll say it was much more than fine. Uh, it's not as good as Spider-Man 2, which is one of the best Uh-oh. superhero movies ever. And I'm not talking about the Amazing Spider-Man 2, which was a piece of crap. I'm talking about the one with Doc Ock, because right. that has. Awesome scenes, excellent. But this is by far the best Peter Parker. Peter Parker's in high school. Not that he has to be, but if you're going to have, why not take advantage of the fact that you have a a 15 year old superhero as opposed to a universe full of adult superheroes? I mean, there's a unique perspective there. Use it, and oh my God, they finally thought, oh let's use it. And credit goes to Marvel for that because that's how they cast Spider-Man for Civil War, and they also got Tom Holland, who is the best Peter Parker. I mean, he's terrific. Um, there's there's some, and you've seen the trailer, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, this is not a spoiler. There are some enhancements in his suit, because his suit is provided by Tony Stark. And there was a little much of that, but at the same time, they played it up for laughs. Because there's a sequence where Spidey, Spidey is just like overwhelmed with all of the choices, and it's ridiculous, and he doesn't really like it. Um, there's not a lot of Iron Man. He's in it for maybe 15 minutes, so it's not far from a buddy movie, which you know you may have thought if you saw the trailers. It's not a buddy movie at all. Which is good, because it doesn't need to be. It's a Spidey movie. He's, he's not swinging around in the from the rooftops of Manhattan from the skyscrapers, which is honestly a nice change. Because we've seen that, how many times? So he's, he's swinging around a lot, every time. But this is not focused in Manhattan, which is good. He's the neighborhood Spider-Man, and he is the neighborhood Spider-Man, which is cool. Um, the villain, excellent. Excellent. Kind of hard to go wrong when you cast that's Michael fine. Keaton, right? He is right. awesome in the role. Awesome in the role, and and he is, he's set up as, <clears throat> he's basically has a job as cleaning up after, the Avengers. After the incident, as they as they put it in the films, not that the Avengers caused the wreck, but you know that's where the battle was. So there's a lot of cleanup to be done, and he's like the right. little guy, and the rich guys look down on him and crap on him basically, so. Yeah, he's definitely a villain, but you can see where it came from, and it's also kind of a comment on income inequality. Isn't that interesting? Uh, hmm. It's very, very cool, and it, and they do something different with the villain that they have not done in almost any Marvel movie, which is nice to see, and you'll just have to see it. Um, there's a lot of humor because it follows the sequence of a Marvel film. <clears throat> Even the Sony films didn't have quite as much humor in them, certainly not the last two with Garfield. Um, feel the cat that well, would have is, been about as good as Spider Man. <laughs> yeah.
0: Spider Man was always a, a kind of a comedic character, anyway. Oh, absolutely, and, and they
1: they use it finally. Uh, there's some people are complaining about oh, there's so much diversity for no reason. It's like, what do you mean for no reason? It's we're living in kind of a diverse world, so oh my god, how awful that the Flash is not a blonde white guy, okay. Flash Thompson, not the Flash. You us to get over yourself. It's like if if you don't want to see people who aren't don't look exactly like you when you go to the theaters, stay home in your freaking bomb shelter and wait for the end of the world. It's like just get over it, Christ's sake. Um, but very fun movie. I, I actually I think Wonder Woman is a better film, but Spider Man's more entertaining because it's a little lighter. And it's Peter Parker, and it's full of jokes and quips, and and he's angsty because he's Peter Parker. I mean, he's you know he's he's the high school science nerd, so of course he's All angsty right. and worried, and and he's also angsty and worried as Spider-Man, which is interesting, which is a little bit different take. Uh, that was the biggest problem I had with the last two Spider-Man movies is Peter Parker was way too self-assured. That's like that's not that's not Peter Parker as an adult decades later in the comics he's never self-assured because things always fall apart for him that's part of the appeal of Spider-Man that's why they wrote the character because oh kids are reading these books here's someone they can identify with them because this is them so this absolutely nailed the character action sequences are great Um, very very cool movie very fun movie Definitely need to go see it. And as always, even though this is a Sony film, not an actual Marvel Studios film, stay till the end of the credits, and I mean the very end of the credits, and you will be greatly rewarded. Greatly.
0: I I have heard. I have not had the opportunity to go yet. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is one of those rare things. There's a lot of we talk movies a lot, and there's some that. You know, I look at the movies and go, "I would like to see that," but I'm not jumping out of my seat to go see it. This is one that I'm, I'm not quite jumping, but I'm definitely <laughs> leaning forward. You know. Oh
1: yeah, you need to you need to take a hard lean forward. Oh, one other thing about the review, this one review was complaining about. Oh, Marvel movies are all the same. They're talking about the the risks that DC finally took. With, with Wonder Woman and talked about how it turns the, the superhero tropes on their head and and make it a feminist message. It's like it's Wonder Woman, stupid. You think it's not going to have a feminist message? Are you kidding me? That's not a risk that's actually paying attention to the fact that, oh, let me think. Oh, it's a female lead. What a dumbass. That kind of invalidates everything else he wrote. It's like, for God's sakes. Oh, and they mentioned Logan as being, and Logan is a very good movie. But Fox screwed the pooch on that because they didn't want to – and by this time, if you haven't seen Logan, you wouldn't be listening to us anyway, so it's not a spoiler. In the original Old Man Logan comics, Logan kills dozens of heroes. He basically kills all the X-Men. In the film, it's not Logan who does that. It's Professor X. So they shift the guilt, and it's incredibly stupid in my estimation, because it would make Logan a much more interesting character because he's dealing with this immense guilt over what he's done, which is what makes the comic so good. And instead, it's like, oh, they must have thought in their little board meeting, we can't make Logan kill everybody. That would make him too much of a bad guy. It's it's freaking Logan to begin with. Have you not noticed what the character is since he was created? He's an assassin, you dumbasses. This time he assassinated the wrong people. And, and again Logan is a really good movie, but it could have been a great movie if they had just stayed with the comic on that one point. Not that they had to have characters they don't have rights to because you can't do that. Whatever. That's immaterial. But the basic drive of why he hung it up really doesn't make much sense in the movie, and it makes tons of sense in the comic, and they totally screwed that up. Anyway, Spider-Man is very fun. Go see it. Lean heavily um, forward.
0: Lean leaning heavily forward. Yeah, there's actually some other new Marvel news that we had this week. Uh, speaking of spiders and Marvel, and I, I'm putting this in good news. I think this is very good news. Uh, the Avengers is, uh, people have decided to drop this whole potential romance between the Hulk and the Black Widow. That's good because there, there were lots of lots of hints at it in the in uh, Age of Ultron. And everyone kind of went, eh, no, don't do that. So they're not. So you know, listening to the fans, what a concept. Um, let's see. I, I guess the the bad news this week would be that Robert Downey Jr. has said that he's considering retiring the uh, the Iron Man character, uh, while he still likes doing it, and he wants to leave on his own terms. And you know what? If that's what he wants to do, I, I think it's going to suck if they recast him, but for him, it's good news.
1: Well, you know, so it's, it's, it, it's, it's great news for him. I mean how much does Marvel right. owe him? How many billions of dollars do they owe him? Okay. Uh, and he's been compensated pretty well, so they don't really owe him anything. Yeah. Uh, is, if they're smart, and they have proven to be incredibly smart so far, they're not going to recast Tony Stark. It'll be a new Iron Man. Because exactly. How often has that happened in the comics? I mean, that's what are they up to? Like nine different times they've done that. And they've just recently done it again. And then down the road, they can recast Tony Stark because, you know, they're going to unless by then people unless by that time people are tired of superhero movies. But that's we're talking talking 10, 15 years down the road, probably. Yeah, at least. So,
0: yeah, at some Uh, point he's got to hang it up. They're they're talking about how he's signed through. Uh, The second Avengers movie Which comes out in 2019 Mm -hmm. Now in the comics There was a character Because this this character was created In the 80s And we're getting close to it There was a character called The Iron Man of 2020 (laughs) Who was uh, Anton Stark Who is Tony's kid And let's see They're signed through 2019 2020 would be the next year so perhaps they could be resurrecting this character, since we're going to be we're going to be there. On the on the one hand, I'm kind of going, "We'll finally be there," and on the other hand, I'm like, "Oh God, that makes me old." But
1: <laughs> you know, it, it,
0: it's conceptually. She's mommy,
1: who do you think mommy would be in the in the in the movie universe?
0: Oh dear, that would be.
1: That would be interesting if they just go with the obvious.
0: Any Pepper of the female or, characters, and possibly Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I was going to um, say they have a wide,
1: uh, wide variety to choose from, considering that Tony is not exactly a monk. No, and he's not misplaced. So, so that would be and would be interesting to see where they go with that. <coughs> and if it's and of course they'll probably have some twists where you, oh it's not really his son and blah blah blah. It's it's the Crimson Dynamo comeback.
0: Ah, there we there go. You, it, there you go. Um, other Marvel news would be Nick Fury is coming back because you remember Nick Fury, the guy who hasn't really been in the last couple movies very much. I've heard him. Uh, he's that going to be. I don't know. I. I'll admit I lost track after uh, Winter Soldier. <laughs> um, but he's going to be coming back for the Captain Marvel movie, uh, which is to be led by Brie Larson apparently, and using the Carol Danvers version. Which means now that they've introduced Captain Marvel, we can get the original version of Rogue back for the X-Men movies if they ever get the rights to those back. If they ever. That, that's how – a lot of people don't know that. That's where Rogue – Rogue was not originally in the X-Men books. She started out as a bad guy against the Avengers. Um, the first thing we see her do is just I, – I mean, you open the cover of the book, which I've – if I recall correctly, was the 10th Avengers annual. Cause I'm a geek. Uh, <laughs> open the book and there's this full page thing of someone you can't identify that being rogue uh, kissing the crap out of captain Marvel. And you, you, you kind of go, Oh, well that cause it was the eighties. You don't think, Ooh, lesbian. So for me, rogue was a guy for the first several issues because that's the way they drew her. Until later you go, oh, wait, I guess not. And then you rethink the whole Captain Marvel thing. Anyway, from that big kiss, she permanently absorbed Captain Marvel's powers, which is why she was able to fly and be really strong in the X-Men animated series. She was a bad guy, but they couldn't start off that way because they never introduced Captain Marvel in the X-Men movies, which is one of the other reasons I think the X-Men movies have been all screwed up. I am going to digress now into uh, a <laughs> segment we call the Good, the Bad, and the Whatever, in which there <laughs> was just a touch more marvel news, but but it's good Marvel News. A goal has been achieved. See that that's what I was going for there. Uh, <laughs> the original X-Men cast led led by and I've never pronounced her name right. Famke Jansen – is that how you pre- actually pronounce that? Close enough for me. She who My was lady, not lady. a redhead played Jean Grey anyway. Has said that the original cast of the X Men are done. You won't be seeing them again. That's good news, because maybe we can, you know,
1: start oh, them is. over.
0: Yes, again, but start them over with, and do it right this time, because I haven't done it right yet. And I'd like to – I would like to see the X-Men done correctly. Um, But moving on from that, let's – we've done enough Marvel. Let's go to DC for a minute. Uh, Matt Reeves, the guy who's creating the new – or I guess the Batman movie, Mm. has said that there's going to be a – what is it? A three-issue – three-issue. I'm thinking books again. A (laughs) three-movie arc. Uh, with the new bat starting with the batman movie which means dc looked at marvel's timeline and went we could use one of those and i think a lot of people (laughs) at dc went yes yes you could we could use one of those and all the fans went yes you need one here you know and they eventually got the idea and so yes there is a story arc for batman upcoming Uh, However, I am going to take this with a a grain of salt because DC has – they've screwed up a lot of the live-action movies. Um, They have. have. Although their animated movies have been really good so far, and they announced what the next one is going to be. And this came – when did this come out? I think it hit this morning that the next Marvel – or Marvel move, sorry – I apologize, Bat-fans. The next DC <laughs> movie is going to be Gotham by Gaslight. And if you, don't know this, if you don't know this story, I think it, it's an interesting one. Um, kind of like Marvel had What If, DC had Elseworlds, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, what would happen if we take this character and put them in this situation? And that's exactly what this is. This is a 19th century version of Batman who comes face-to-face with the Ripper of Whitechapel. And Batman being the detective that is supposed to be the world's greatest detective, this sounds like a great storyline. It's not a storyline I read in the books. Um, I was aware of it, but I never got around to reading it. And now I'm looking forward to seeing it because the animated movies have been pretty much spot on. I'm very impressed with them. And if this is next, it's going to be good.
1: Yeah, the 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 least appealing of the DC animated movies are are pretty darn good. They they have not yeah. missed one and they've made so many that are just top-notch. Makes you really wish that again, and I think we've said this every time we bring up the DC animated films, please, please let the people who are producing the animated division run the regular movie division. I, I, it just seems so unbelievably obvious. Like, just for God's sakes. And they have not had a miss in how many tries? How many DC animated well, it, films are there? Aren't there 30? 30 is
0: coming out soon.
1: Right. That's a pretty good track record. 30 for 30. I, I would think so. Compared to Illusion. what the, the DC, uh, <clears throat> the other DC universe has done. that's so yeah. hot, so. Yeah, that, then they never will, because oh, those are just cartoons. God knows why they're not. I mean, it seems pretty damn obvious, but obviously it isn't. But yeah, Gotham by Gaslight would totally work, because like you said, and hopefully this would bring back, bring to the forefront, that the fact that Batman is, quote, the world's greatest
0: detective. So... I'd love that. Frit- they're supposedly Frit- doing that in the next cool. live-action movie, and I would love... That's what I want to see, damn it. Yeah. I mean yes, I love that the was... fight scenes, I love the gadgets, I love the special effects, but he's a detective. I want to see that mm. part.
1: Yep. Exactly. That's mm. like you said, another big <laughs> one to look forward to.
0: You know Very what we, we could too. do is have a new version of Batman where Alfred is actually William Peterson and just <laughs> make it a whole big CSI thing. <laughs> That, that, this just now occurred to me: have cast William Peterson uh, uh, Grissom from CSI, a- and have him be Alfred. That would be awesome.
1: That would be awesome. And then the Bat Family are all the different investigators. That'd be
0: cool. Yeah, uh, you know, Nick Stokes as Robin. No, that never mind. Forget I said that part.
1: Um, mm. <clears throat> where's the mute button? Anyway, there it is.
0: <laughs> another nifty thing this week, potentially. Actually, I guess it's next week. I think this could come out. Some uh, concept art has been released for the, and yes, it's finally coming, second Incredibles movie. Now, next week, next week is Comic-Con where there could, and I'm not saying there will be, there could be a teaser at least for Incredibles 2. Which I don't know anyone who doesn't want them to finally make this uh the Incredibles was a, it was a great movie. uh set up some great characters, and yes, make a make a second one, please, and they're going to finally, and we might get footage next week.
1: you know you know who doesn't so, want this to be made? Fox. Fox doesn't want this to be made because it's just going to bring up another comparison of, oh, look, someone did a Fantastic Four movie the right way, and it's not even the Fantastic, Fantastic
0: Four. Fantastic
1: Four. You <laughs> Other that than that, correct. everybody wants everybody wants the Incredibles, too. Yeah, that movie is just <clears throat> killer. Killer
0: movie. Um, bad news we have this week, though. <clears throat> Some of it comes from the Star Wars camp because I mentioned Comic-Con. And guess who's not going to have a big presence at Comic-Con? That'd be the Star Wars people. They've got a movie coming out. Actually, now they've got one movie coming out next year, Han Solo coming out next year. They've got them scheduled, you know, for the next, what, seven or eight. But they're not going to be at Comic-Con doing a... Um, crap, I've lost the word... The thing where panel. they stand up in front of people and Panel, thank panel.
1: you panel.
0: They're not doing a panel
1: which, They're not doing a panel That
0: doesn't sound like a good idea No, um,
1: that seems, kind of seems kind of odd
0: Although I'm also thinking Do they actually need to be there Because everybody knows it's coming And the answer is yes they do Because they're supposed to answer questions like every other movie um, This is where you have your press conference There it is
1: Yeah, it does seem a little
0: odd. It's just an odd thing. Um, Other not so good news we have from this week comes from uh, the Sherlock TV series, which I was watching before we started the show because they're doing a marathon today on BBC America. Um, There's very... It's not likely that they're going to be making any more of these, which makes sense. Uh, And this comes from... Uh, Mark Gaddis, who's one of the people who created it, because Stephen Moffat is off doing – uh, another co-creator off doing his thing. Martin Freeman is off doing five million movies. Benedict Cumberbatch is off doing five million movies. Um, so he has said that it's not completely dead. They may come back to it in 20 years when they have the opportunity again. But for right now and, – and I understand that. They're all busy doing other things. It makes sense. It's just kind of disappointing because it's such a good series. Indeed. Um, let's see other <laughs> other news that we, we talked about this briefly last week. Uh, Daniel Day Kim came out about his not out of the closet. Came out about his leaving Hawaii Five O. Right. because of the pay disputes and he's saying that oh it's discrimination and, and because you know i'm an asian actor so they're not going to pay me as much and grace park is an asian actor so they're not going to pay her as much my one thing that i want to say about this and this hit me shortly after we mentioned it on the last show when you think hawaii Five-O, and this goes back to our our single greatest line thing when you think Hawaii 5 0, the first thing that comes to a majority of people's minds is the line, Bookum Dano. Bookum
1: Exactly. Now,
0: unless you are either the character who says that or Dano, you're not one of the major characters of the show. And Daniel Day Kim is not the guy who says that. And he's not Dano. Neither is Grace Park. I love both those actors, and I would love to see them doing other things, and I would love to see them get paid as much as they're supposed to get paid. I am not saying they did a bad job on the series, uh, because they didn't. What little I saw of it, they were really good. But I do understand – it's – you pay the star more mentality, and – you know, you, you take the top one or two characters, and they're the ones who get more money than everybody else. And like I said, it, it, they're not the ones who had the, anything to do with that line. And that's the line that makes the money. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. No, I
1: agree. We talked to, when we talked about it last week. It's like they apparently were they were getting about ten percent of what the stars were getting. That's ridiculous. But they were asking Actually, for equal pay. I'd like A? to correct that. I think that's it's ten percent less than the stars. Ten percent less than the stars.
0: Ten percent less. If, if it was just ten percent of what the stars were getting, then yes, bitch all you want, I get that. But I think it was just ten percent, ten to fifteen percent uh, less than the stars.
1: Yeah, if they were only getting ten percent less than the stars, um, they have absolutely nothing to complain about because that, they're not the stars. A
0: hell a lot more than us. They're,
1: they're co-stars. That yep. would be that's how it works, just like you said. That makes no sense whatsoever if that was the, the issue. Um, hmm. Interesting. Anyway, that, that just always makes me think of my favorite my favorite lines from the Hawaii Five-O show, the old one, were during the credits when they said Kam Fong is Shin Ho and Kono as Zulu.
0: Just <laughs> <laughs> wow. Interesting. Um. Okay, so anyway, from there, I don't know where the hell to go with that. Um,
1: <laughs> I ruined you. go to the
0: next story. Which th- this is this is the worst news of the week. There is a rumor, and please take this as a rumor and don't make this. There's talk of there being a Willy Wonka prequel about how Willy Wonka got to be into the position he was in leading up to the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. It is likely to also be a musical, like the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie. That's not the worst part of the the story. The worst part is they want to get Ryan Gosling to play Willy Wonka. Hmm. That means he's going to sing again, and no,
1: that's a, no, that's not a good thing.
0: No, he, Ryan Gosling uh, is awesome,
1: but no, get someone who can sing, please. If you're going to have singing, oh my god,
0: get, get a get a singer. I'm just I'm just saying, get get someone who does Broadway a lot, who sings a lot, and he doesn't, so it doesn't count. Mm. This is just us going off on la-la-la-la-la-la-land.
1: You know who would be yeah. awesome?
0: You know who would be awesome?
1: Someone who can sing and can sing a lot. That would be Hugh Jackman because he ain't got no X-Men movies to do no more. No more. But how He would he be, be really mean, cool.
0: He'd be a bit old to be a prequel for young Willy Wonka, but I'll agree with you.
1: Digital. Digital, baby. Digital.
0: Ah, ah right. That would That would be expensive. It would, um, it would be. But then again, making an entire movie is expensive, and sometimes they don't quite get that right. Quite true. Um, quite true. But we'll find out something interesting on August 15th when a movie comes out on, on Blu-ray. They still make discs, really? Um, <laughs> the movie that you saw called Alien Covenant, which is going to have, uh, let's see, the final... 18 minutes put back in. Would another 18 minutes of that movie make it any better? So I know you kind of – you, you weren't thrilled with it. It's, you know, 18 minutes could make the movie
1: better if it was interspersed throughout the movie, and they actually made the characters different people that you actually cared about that they were getting killed. So that would work, but I don't <laughs> see how 18 minutes at the end – does anything?
0: Well, it, They said it's going to be twelve deleted scene, twelve deleted and extended scenes that are going to be put back uh, in uh, throughout.
1: So. Ah, okay. Well, maybe that will help some. Um, and again, it's not a, that it's a bad movie. It's just it it is nowhere near the quality of Alien or Aliens. It sits in much better with Alien Three and Alien Resurrection, unfortunately. Unfortunately, because again, those are okay movies, okay. and this is an okay movie, but. But this is not the thing that people have been waiting decades for. It shouldn't have been, put it that way.
0: Right. It has been that long since we've uh, wanted to do that, isn't it? Yeah. Have a, another alien movie.
1: Another, another great aliens movie, yes. It has been that long. Um,
0: something that ha- that's coming out again, and it hasn't been that long since we've seen it, is a Green Lantern movie. And they're talking about getting ah, – I lost his name. Hang on a minute. Rupert Wyatt, who is the guy who just directed Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Um, no. They want him to, to do the Green Lantern Corps movie. Does, does this sound – and it's going to be a uh, allegedly lethal weapon in space as Hal Jordan finds – a 20-something uh, former military sniper named John Stewart. No, not the guy from The Daily Show.
1: That would be awesome. But John Stewart, that, that, the Green Lantern, is an awesome character. He's my favorite Lantern.
0: He, I think he's a great Lantern, and I don't...
1: And, of course, that's based strictly on the animated series.
0: Hey, Rob dropped
1: off. That's fun. Um, I'm sure Rob will call back briefly. At any rate, hopefully you're still hearing me. Speaking of the Green Lantern, yeah, absolutely. That would be John Stewart coming back. Um, that's a somewhat different take from the comics, but that's okay. Uh, really, all depends on the casting, on how they go about this, this buddy Green Lantern sequence. So as far as getting the director from the Apes movies, I know they're very popular – Uh, I saw the first ape movie and didn't see the sequel, and I'm not seeing the one that is just coming out because the CGI just doesn't work for me. And when you have a movie that came out in 1968, I believe, and the apes look more believable than something that comes out in 2017, uh, sorry, I'm not down with it. Every time I see the trailers or anything, it looks like, oh, look. There's an incredibly well-rendered CGI ape, but it still doesn't look real, and it just takes me completely out of the movie, and not for me. No thanks.
0: What the hell happened? (laughs) Well, that was unusual. Are you there? Am I here? I can't tell. the only sound effect i could find perhaps we've lost todd as well i don't know i think i'm here it looks like i'm here we're having some technical difficulties um and i've lost track of where we were because the rest of the show was going to be me asking todd questions about other movies and yet i can't tell if he's here or if it's just me i am not connected wow, how absolutely typical of blog talk radio to completely screw up our show. So anyway, I had gone on to talk about the Wrinkle in Time trailer that's coming from uh, Disney next week. I'm interested in seeing it, but that's only because I vaguely remember the book from like third grade. It was very weird, but I liked it and I'm looking forward to it. Another thing that either of us could be looking forward to. I don't know if you're back. Am I back? I see another thing here. I can't even tell if I'm here, which is really weird. So anyway, another trailer that came out this week that I think both of us were interested in seeing is the anime version of Godzilla. Um... Which I wanted to get Todd's opinion on Because he is such a Godzilla fan And yet I can't hear him I don't know if he can hear me I don't know if you can hear me So you know what I'm going to do <clears throat> Is I'm going to move on Am I back? Am I, I don't know Blog Talk Radio is acting so weird today. I'm going to move on to a review of a movie that I saw. What the hell is going on in the studio? It keeps kicking me out. I have a review that I want to do, but anyway, I'm going to try to get this out, so bear with me. Here we go. Let's find out. It was for a movie called The Guardians. Now, this is not the Guardians of the Galaxy with uh, with Groot. This is a Russian superhero movie. You heard that right. And I, a lot of people got to see the trailer on YouTube and stuff, and it looked like it might be good. So when it became available, I went... I'm going to see this, and so I did, and it was – it had a decent budget. Did it? Which means it had some pretty good special – oh, there you are. Hey, blog oh, talk or, finally or, works. Or, hey, I really don't like blog talk radio. Anyway. Anyway, Guardians. <clears throat> Guardians had some – a decent budget, so it should have some good special effects, and most of them were. Unfortunately, I don't think they spent a whole lot in the way of writing <laughs> Which is the downfall of, uh, of just about all the superhero movies that aren't good. Let me uh, give you the story. <laughs> they <thing>. followed our <laughs> pattern. <laughs> they did. I'll give you the story in short form. Forty years ago, the Russians created a team of super soldiers. The process made them immortal, but varied their powers. So they don't all have, you know, they're not all Captain America or or General Russia or whatever they would be called. Uh, the main bad guy is someone, and, and I don't quite get the rank in this, he is General Mayor Dolgov. And I'm like, General Mayor, it's like you know, Lieutenant Colonel or something. Um, but he wants to get he, he wants to get a big antenna, set it up in the middle of Moscow, access a Reagan-era Star Wars laser that's orbiting the planet. Oh. And I'm not entirely sure
1: if he's it wanting Steel to cinemax. use it on
0: moscow or 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 blackmail russia or whatever um but oh no. by the way he's powered by the same project that everybody else is so he's got he's, abilities as well he's, he's doing now, it to
1: steal cinemax obviously
0: oh silly me um the thing with G- General Mayor Dolgov is he l- physically looks like Bane from the Batman, uh, from the Batman mm. books, actually, the way he should look, except his face is a more symmetrical version of Sloth from the Goonies. And, uh, Interesting. And, and his powers are a combination of Black Lightning and Magneto. So here's where you save the money on your writing. <laughs> Let the rip-offs begin. Mm-hmm. Our good guys consist of a team of characters named Arsus, who turns into a bear, which is really Kuma, taken from the Tekken video game series.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's Cassin. I never got her name pronounced right, because I don't think they pronounced it consistently in the movie, nor did they spell it consistently in the uh, closed okay. captioning I saw. Um, uh, she is the, She's the invisible girl. And that's all there is for her. Uh, Now, the guy that everyone liked in the trailer was named Khan. Uh, He's the sword guy. So he's really good with swords like Deadpool. And he has super speed like Flash. And he teleports like Nightcrawler and dresses like the Winter Soldier. Holy crap. How many characters are you going to try to cram into this one guy? (laughs) (laughs) And then there's Lair. That's how they pronounced it. L-E-R. It's short for something else, but Lair. Lair. As in Curly and Mo, um, <clears throat> he starts the movie with the ability to control the ground, like Avalanche from the X-Men books, where you know I want that boulder to be to fly over there, and that's what it would do. And at one point, he uses this power to cover himself in rocks, so he looks like Ben Grimm for the Fantastic Four. But inexplicably, halfway through the movie, he changes to some armored guy with Mickey Rourke's. Mickey Rourke's whips from Iron Man 2. (laughs) If there was a reason, I missed it. Um, Although it was amusing to see him practice with them and hit himself in the face, and that did not go well. So uh, let's see. Other rips that I saw in this. The good guys are based out of what looks like the carrier from uh, the Avengers, and they all dress like agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the Reagan-era satellite looks like the one from Akira that shot off Tetsuo's arm. And that's not a spoiler. The movie came out in 88. If you haven't seen it by now, that's your own damn fault. Uh, <laughs> the generic henchman that the ba- that General Mayor Dolgov has looks like the SWAT team from the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex series. <laughs> and I'm not done with that series yet. The bad guys have multi-peed robots, which are the Frickin' Tachacomas that should have been in the Ghost in the Shell movie, but apparently they're too busy filming this Russian ripoff to be in the Ghost in the Shell movie, <laughs> which annoyed the crap out of me. Yeah. So my conclusion, was... <clears throat> my conclusion is if you would like to see a complete ripoff of some of your favorite characters from other movies in a film with bad dialogue and dramatic pauses so long that the bad guys really do get up and fight back this might be the movie for you. Um, For me, the bright spot were Khan's fight scenes, which were all good, but really fast and combined for a grand total of maybe two minutes of the movie. Except the flip side of that is there's one part where we need to assault the enemy headquarters. So they send everybody but Khan to go in and attack them, Khan is supposed to be in an airplane, so he can jump into the middle of the base and get there faster, except he gets there after them, because I think someone forgot him in the script and just went on without him.
1: So that's the way the movie goes. Khan is the guy who can run really fast like the Flash, right, among his various powers. Correct. So they put him in an airplane, airplane. because – Yeah. Okay. I got it. Okay just just checking. Yeah. They be like No, no,
0: no, you didn't
1: You didn't be like miss the Justice anything.
0: League is
1: headed to the big final fight with Steppenwolf who apparently is going to be the villain in the first Justice League movie and Batman yep. tells Flash to go Uber because that way he'll know to get there on time. It's like wow. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like they skimped a bit on the writing there. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Yes. <laughs>
0: just, as, just as much as and, and I mentioned it in this in this review. Just as much as the other movie I watched this week, because Ghost in the Shell came out for home theater. If you want to rent it, and I said I thought to myself, as much as I really enjoyed standalone complex and the original animated versions and the graphic novels and the OVAs, I'm going to give this movie another shot because perhaps I was just a little too harsh on it when it came out in theaters. Hmm. Because you know, if you listen to the show, you know I did not like the Ghost in the Shell movie so maybe I was too hard on it, so I watched it again, and I was wrong. I don't think I was hard enough on it. There was just so many plot holes and uh, missed attempts to make make it like the TV series or the graphic novels or the original movies. They were just, hey, look, we, we we it's it's like the X Men movies where they looked at a cover and wrote a script without reading the book. That's what this was like to me. Only the X Men these these movies make this movie makes the X Men movies look good. <laughs> That's a savage and review I, right there. I <laughs> I think I know exactly what happened with this is that they gave the director whose name I'm not going to mention because he doesn't need the publicity because that might mean he'd get another job. The publicity, what, what he got was given was they said, you can go make a movie based on an anime series. And he said, great, I'm going to make Ghost in the Shell. And they said, fine, go ahead. And he started making it and then realized, damn it, I meant Akira. <laughs> so they tried to throw as much Akira stuff into this Ghost in the Shell movie, and it doesn't go there. That's kind of like, I'm making the wrong movie. I'm remaking Gone with the Wind. I meant to say X-Men. So all of a sudden, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn, is being said by Wolverine. No, don't do that. That's wrong. So that that's where the Ghost in the Shell movie went. I, it's... I'm not knocking the actors, except for the guy who played Bato, who had, and I I counted it this time, because it's the home version, I can pause and rewind and go, did he really say that? He had six different accents in the movie for no reason at all, whatsoever. (laughs) Ask me about about this. That that has got to be the... it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. They did a beautiful job of making the Akira background. They just forgot to put the Ghost in the Shell movie in it because the Tachikomas were off in Russia shooting Guardians anyway. That's enough of me <laughs> ranting. I'm about to lose my voice. I need a drink. Todd, what did you think of the Godzilla trailer that was animated?
1: I like the Godzilla trailer that was animated a lot, <laughs> much better than the non-animated trailer because it just sat there and didn't move. Uh <laughs> uh, it, it, may, it it introduces the concept. It's Monster Planet, which sounds very cool. And the best part is, and I, this sounds like I'm making a joke of it, but the best part is on the trailer, you don't get to see Godzilla. If you're going to watch, if you're watching a trailer for a new Godzilla project, do you really need to see Godzilla in it, in a little teaser trailer? No, you don't have to see Godzilla. You know what Godzilla looks like, more or less. He's big. He's gray, black, green. And he looks kind of like a Tyrannosaurus on steroids. Always basically looks like that. But you do hear him. And it's the iconic roar, and it comes at the very end of the trailer, and it's awesome. And it's like, boom, you're automatically hooked. If uh, I can't imagine you're not hooked if you were going to look at that trailer to begin with. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. It looks like a very cool concept. Um, yeah, absolutely looks terrific. No idea I was, when was giving it bonus Sorry. I think maybe November is what they're talking about. Uh, I think so. On, Net, on Netflix, which would be another reason to renew my subscription. Not that I wasn't going to, but, you know, very, very cool. Cannot wait.
0: November uh, released in Japan in November and internationally on Netflix after that.
1: After that, which that could be two years from now. Ugh. It could.
0: Much anger is in my body
1: now. I wish it roar like Godzilla, but I can't, so I won't.
0: I'm giving this bonus points because, unlike the last animated version I saw, there was no hint of a Godzuki. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if anyone else remembers the animated Godzilla from when was that? 1980 or something? Where yeah, for some reason Godzilla 90s, had a kid yeah. and was small and. Well, that's a throwback to a couple
1: of, the, couple of the of the of the, of the films, but the films naming him right, Godzuki is Godzuki just. Nah, just that overly cutesiness. Like, not a fan of that. At all.
0: I, I think it was a, a result of the Ewoks.
1: That mm, kind of yeah. stuck into
0: the Godzilla yeah. thing and then went, let's make something cute.
1: It snuck into a even, lot of things.
0: Even back then, when I was I was like, you know, early teens, if that, when that, when that came out, even then I was like, yeah, don't do that. They would do that in a lot of things. There were some spectacular premises for, for shows. And stuff back then, but they would always throw in that one character, the cutie character, to get the little kids. That just screwed up the whole series for everybody. hmm Um, I, I'm going to go with uh, like uh, Thundercats, right? Was a great concept, but then they threw in Snarf, who was absolutely unnecessary. And if you can find thinking... a way to, uh, <laughs> or Jar Jar Binks is the same concept.
1: Oh my God. I was was thinking of Saved by the Bell, but that's actually the entire show. So. That was. That's everybody. Um, Yeah, that is everybody. Uh, Yeah, Jar Jar is like, that's easily one of the worst characters, ever. I mean, he's constantly. It's in in the top three of most reviled characters ever in any poll you ever see, and often is the the number one winner for good reason.
0: They did need a character in the movie or in the series to be stupid and or gullible enough. To put Palpatine in power, but you didn't need a three movie setup to do it.
1: And no, he did not.
0: I mean, just have someone show up, make him look like Donald Trump. You know he would do it, and then we'd be done. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, did I get political wrong? Show, what, what was I thinking?
1: And then he could then he could attack Palpatine for promoting yeah, fake news. Basically. He'd have a trailer made for him by an anti semite. And then say, what? How did I know? Idiot. Anyway. um, Yes. (coughs) One movie I wanted to mention before we go. Two things I want to mention before we go. Uh, But first I'll talk about this movie. The Edge of Seventeen actually came out late last year. Uh, Was not at the theaters very long. And the reason I think it wasn't at the theaters very long is because, again, I've talked about this before. For whatever reason, studios get these films and – They're dramas, but they have some comedic moments, so they think, comedies sell better. Let's promote this as a comedy. People go see the comedy they think they're going to see, and it's not a comedy, and they tell their friends, that movie sucked. I only laughed like ten times. Where's the comedy? Because it's not a comedy. Stop doing that, you dumbass producers. (laughs) Theater, (laughs) film, studios. Uh, Edge of Seventeen is a great coming of age drama with lots of comedic moments. Uh some some comparisons are to like Sixteen Candles and Breakfast Club. It's not as funny as those. And even then, you know, it's this genre comedy. It's like some comedy, drama. One side actually says drama. Comedy. That's much better. Um it's a ninety five percent fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty three percent for the audience score. Coming-of-age story about a 17-year-old. She's very angsty, but it's an awesome, awesome character performance. Haley Steinfeld, who who was Maddie in the True Grit remake, which is a really, really good remake if you've not seen the True Grit remake with Jeff Bridges. But uh, she's an awesome young actress. Very cool movie, just about the crap of being 17 and everything you have to go through. And has some very, pretty heavy moments. Has some nice, light moments. Very entertaining, very very good movie. Uh, can't recommend it enough. As far as I know, you're gonna have to pay a couple bucks to watch it because I found it on Amazon, not Amazon Prime. So, but it's definitely worth the two or three dollars it's gonna cost you to, to rent it, or just wait a little longer and it'll be on Hulu or Netflix or whatever. But, and it's The Edge of Seventeen, not Edge of Seventeen. That's a different film. So, The Edge of Seventeen came out last year.
0: Very, make sure there's a you know,
1: very good movie. Yes, include the article, except no substitute. No substitute. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, and I know you saw this, uh, the wife of Stan Lee, yeah. basically the guy who, who, along with Jack Kirby, Jack created most, half the movies we talk about every week, uh, passed away yeah. this week. One thing said she was 95, another said 93, but whatever. She'd been around for quite a while.
0: Joan She's 93. Wade, and, he was 95.
1: There we go. Or is 95. So here's again, there's another story says 95. Whatever she was, she was more than 30. She was slightly on the other side of 39. This story is wonderful. Talks about Lee paying tribute to her in a very specific way, talking about how when he first got a gig, he's writing comics, and the the guy's telling him here's a quote: a lot of action, a lot of fight scenes, not too much dialogue. Our readers don't like a lot of dialogue. Lee says. Uh, you know, I can write a fight, but I don't want to spend my life doing that. How about, you know, some characters and stuff? And the guy says, No, give me fight scenes. He goes home and talks to his wife. He says, And again, this is a quote from the article You know, honey, I think I'd like to quit. I can see this job as a dead end. It's going to lead to nothing. I might as well leave now and try to find something else to do. She says, Why don't you do one book the way you want to do it? The worst that'll happen, he'll fire you, but you want to quit anyway. At least you'll have gotten it out of your system. So he writes The Fantastic Four because he wants to do characters. His publisher doesn't say yeah, anything really until the sales really figures, come out, figures come out, and it did more than any of their other comics. So from there we get Spider-Man, Hulk, Iron Man, Daredevil, Captain America reboots, Thor, the Uncanny X-Men. Basically, Stan Lee says all because of his wife, telling him, do what you want to Do what you want to do. Yeah. <clears throat> that's and the great awesome. quote the great quote if not for her I'd be sitting here no I wouldn't be sitting here I'd be outside saying hey you got a nickel <laughs> so <laughs> yes that's a hell of a tribute and the article that is, is titled How Joan Lee Saved the Marvel Universe I mean she actually didn't save it she helped create it just by standing there with her guy and saying hey you know you need to do what, you're, what you need believe in so
0: Pretty That's awesome. an awesome story and it, 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 it's an awesome yet sad story. so
1: yeah, but um, you know it's uh, it would be much sadder if he had not been able to spend the last I have no idea how long they've been married, but at least since 1963 that's um, a long time. That's a long run. That's awesome. So, yes. So, oh, who knew? We owe, we owe a lot to Joan Lee.
0: We'll do a tribute to her sometime. Not sure how. I'm not sure how either. We do Maybe
1: she that. had some favorite characters and blah, blah, blah. But uh, very, very cool story. And, and of course, Stan Lee puts this funny spin on it because he's Stan Lee, so... And yeah, yes, of course, Stanley is in the Spider-Man Homecoming movie because you know he's Stanley. He is in all of your films. <laughs>
0: ah, too funny. Yeah, I, I suspect he's actually already. There's a rumor that he's already filmed his cameo for the next like 15 movies or something.
1: I hope so. I was and just thinking about that. They're not going to
0: be. The, they're not going to be the same if he's not in them. Ah. it's it, it, it's not the kind of thing you might necessarily notice, but if you, you'd leave the movie going, something was missing. Yeah. Absolutely. And it'll hit you when you that later that it was Stanley and you go, Oh damn. That's that sucks. That sucks. That
1: sucks. Yeah. So again, if you yeah, watch, go see Spider-Man homecoming and definitely stick through all the credits because it's very fun. Very funny. Uh, both cre- post credit scenes are good, but the, the last one is, is beyond excellent. Um, my favorite post-credit scene or mid-credit scene in any of the Marvel films. Really? Yeah. And there's been a lot of them. So. There have been a lot of them, and pretty much they're all fun and good. But this is uh, um, no, no spoilers. Just make sure you watch it, or go ahead and find it on YouTube. You know it's there, but you cheaters. Cheaters.
0: Go to a theater. Go to a theater.
1: It's a, a theater. lovely
0: day. Go to a theater. ooh, wait a minute.
1: Spend some money. It's it's raining here,
0: so oh go to the well. Theater.
1: Beat the rain and go. I'm ahead. sure
0: it'll be raining here later because that's what it does. Exactly. Usually, it's, let's go to the pool. All right, get everything together, get in the car. Here we go, and you know, thunder and lightning, and well, crap. All right, everybody back inside.
1: Oh, so Thor was coming to visit. That would be
0: fun. That could be it. That I should have be been it. looking for him. You should have been. Anywho. I am fairly certain that despite the issues we had with Blog Talk, we we seem to have. Uh, have we, I'm waffling here. I, I am.
1: Are you waffling? Uh, I I am mega Are you waffling. not sure you're done?
0: I'm fairly certain I am. How about you?
1: I am positive I am.
0: Oh well, in that case, have a good week, everybody, and we'll see you next Sunday. Mario! think they will let me live in montana i was thinking of the immortal words of socrates who said i drank what man we have a weird job it's shameful but uh it, it's a living Dawn, that's the end